Psalms chapter 103 will be where we start. I want to preach a little bit this morning. It's a common portion of scripture. If I begin to start it, you can probably almost finish it for me. We'll, we'll see it in its entirety, but just the first two verses. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. I want to preach to you just a little bit. I am blessed. Hallelujah. You can be seated. They started singing that song, Open the Floodgates. I woke up this morning with some crazy allergy and the floodgates of my sinuses have opened. So I'm going to do my best to preach. I think I have sneezed between the moment I woke up and now about no less than a hundred times. So uh, hopefully the floodgates don't open too much. Bless the Lord, oh my I, I'm an old soul. I'm, I'm getting older. I'm now 40. I've, I've reached that pinnacle of life. Uh, but I'm an old soul. I, I feel like I'm far older than my age. Uh, some of you elders, do you remember growing up with a song that says, I am blessed. I am blessed every day that I live. I I wake up in the morning, or I lay my head to rest. I am blessed. I am blessed. How many of you know that song? All right, let's do the other side. How many of you have never heard that song before? Got a few. I grew up on that song. I. It's interesting of all the things that the internet has. I cannot find one real recording of this song. I searched for, seemed like an hour last night. I can find a few YouTube videos of churches singing it. Uh, it's interesting, the YouTube videos I found seem to be apostolic churches singing it. So I don't know if it's an apostolic song uh, that someone made. I finally got to hear a little bit of it, and I, I vaguely remember it, but not enough to sing it. I am blessed. It's one of those songs, and I don't know how your mind works. Uh, part of me hopes it doesn't work like mine, because then we're in a bad spot. But, uh, it's one of those songs that you don't think about it. I don't know that I've sung that song or thought about that song for years and years and years, but just sort of all of a sudden, it was there, and it was one of those songs that was about as bad as the Baby Shark song. It would not get out of my head. If my brain, for the last about two and a half, three days, if my brain was quiet, that song was playing for that time. When I went to bed last night, I laid down, and as I closed my eyes, that's the only thing I could hear. When I woke up this morning, um, my, my uh, I guess it was hot last night, my wife decided to crack the window, and uh, I woke up absolutely frigid cold. And it's one of those statements, those states where uh, I've never been kind of asleep, but kind of awake. You just don't know which one you're at. That's what was going on in my mind when I woke up. I'm freezing, but I am blessed. I am blessed every day that I live. I am blessed. In the 
morning, for I lay my head to rest. I am blessed. I am blessed. If I could title a second title, it's this. I'm blessed beyond measure. More than I deserve. More than I could ever imagine. I am blessed. The blessings of my life overflow and they, they pour out. I, I can't contain it. And uh, I want to preach a little bit about that. I know this year, it, it, and I, I know it's the same, you know, what is the, the, the last Thursday of every month, uh, of November, I think, is Thanksgiving, I believe that's what, how they rate how they it. Uh, but this year, just because of how it fits, Thanksgiving seems like it's forever late. And uh, it seems like this week we ought to be getting ready for, for, for Thanksgiving. In fact, I've caught myself several times thinking i got to get the turkey out. By the way, if your turkey has not been, if, if you don't get your turkey out probably by about uh, Saturday and put it in your freezer, your turkey will not be caught. And you'll be one of those people running it underwater. What did I say? No, I'm going in the refrigerator. <laughs> Ignore me. Probably Andy. Andy does it. By Saturday, put it in your refrigerator so that you are not trying to cook a frozen turkey. Uh, it doesn't work too well. But, you know, I think Thanksgiving is just a little tired of Christmas approaching on it. I'm not going to be Marty Stark listening to Christmas music. I'm going to be tuned in to 102.5 and hear their nonstop Christmas music already. Thanksgiving said, well, I'm going to encroach on Thanksgiving, I mean, on Christmas. So it's pushing back. And here in about, I don't know, nine days or so, we'll have our Thanksgiving service. We'll uh, give you a chance to give testimony in Thanksgiving. But I hope that you don't just wait until then or you don't just wait until Thanksgiving Day. I hope that you take time often, even in like January, February, March, you know, all of those, take time to reflect on what God has done. And that's kind of been where my mind has been these last couple of days. I am Psalms 103, the psalmist said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Don't forget his benefits. And again, that's where I'm at. I can't ever get to the place where I will dare forget what God has done. I don't want to become uh, so jaded with the fact that I'm blessed, that I would get to the place in my life where I would take the blessings of God for granted and, and even possibly become ungrateful. I read a story of a woman that had gone to the grocery store one Thanksgiving and she was very upset because she waited too late to buy her turkey and of course all the business was gone and she's hollering and messing around screaming and yelling and pushing off the way and she's saying, don't these turkeys get any bigger? He said, no ma'am, they're dead. I don't ever want to take my life for granted. The psalmist, and I believe it's David here, he starts in verse 3, and I want you to just kind of look at it. He says, because the verse 2, bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not his benefits. And look, starts in verse 3. It says, who forgiveth all thy iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tenderness.
universe who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. And I believe it is that David, when he began to think about the blessings of God, he thought about the God that forgave him of sin, thought about the God that healed his body, that redeemed his life from destruction, that crowned him with love and mercy, that satisfied his mouth with good things and renewed his youth. Now watch this. Not one time did David say, I'm thankful for my home, I'm thankful for my money, I'm thankful for my car, I'm thankful for my possessions. And I begin to wonder, why didn't David focus on that? Because that's where my brain normally goes. Why would David focus his praise on those items and not the material is? And the conclusion that I have is I can lose a house, I can lose a car, I can lose my possessions, but there are some things the world can't take from me, and I begin to realize I am blessed. what Jesus said. If you don't want to take David's Old Testament words for it, let me put red letter behind it. Jesus said, Matthew chapter 6, don't put and store up for yourselves treasures here on earth. That's not what matters because moth and rust can destroy and thieves can break in and steal. But make sure your treasures are up in heaven. There, moth and rust can't destroy and thieves can't break in to steal. Where your treasure is, there your heart is also. And so David begins to write in Psalms 103, I'm going to bless God and thank God for the treasures I can store in heaven. I am blessed. He executed righteous and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made his ways known to Moses and his acts and to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious. He is slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide us, neither will he keep his anger forever. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his mercy towards them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, then he has so far removed our transgressions. Like a father pitieth his children, the Lord pitieth those that fear him. That's the King James word, uh, uh, version used. And it reminds me again, red letters, Jesus, John, or read Mark chapter 8. What shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world but lose his own soul? <clears throat> to be more wealthy than Bill Gates. I think I read somewhere today that he finally reclaimed his title as richest man in the world. Overtook Jeff Bezos of Amazon. You can be healthy as a horse, you can be as wise as Solomon, but still not be as blessed as the one that enters those pearly gates and walks in those streets as well. Jeff Bezos. Because unless your sins Bezos. are dealt with, you're cut off. Bezos. Ain't no money gonna get you into heaven. You're not gonna bribe your way there. You're not gonna have influence in heaven. Everybody stands at the exact same level when we step to that judgment day. You're either saved or you're not. So unless you're saved, <coughs> you'll never be blessed to know the privilege of living with him eternally in heaven. And David tells me and reminds me, if you're not in that position, it's not too late for God to bless you now. He's willing to forgive you of all your sins. Uh, another version of the Bible puts it this way in Psalms 103, 10, 12. He doesn't treat us as our sins deserve. He doesn't repay us according to our iniquities. He just, if you'll let it, there's some repentance involved. He'll let it. He'll remove <coughs> the transgressions. I am. 
He knows my frame. He remembers that I'm just dust. As for man, our days are like the grass, the flower of the field. We flourish, we bloom, and then the wind passes over it and it's gone. The place there above shall know it no more. Like the Job, or maybe it was Ecclesiastes that said, life was just the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and righteousness unto our children's children, those that keep his covenant to those that remember his commandments to do them. I'd just like to remind you, just in case you need to know this, you're not all that impressive. And neither am I. You may think you're all that in a bag of chips, but in reality, we're fragile, we're weak, we're broken. God still loves us. We've sinned and come short of the glory of God, but God still cares for you, and he still reaches for you, and he's still looking for you. I am blessed. Go back to verse 4. It says he crowns you with love and mercy. He pours out his love and mercy on you. Your cup runneth over. He loves you. Max Lucado, the author, put it this way. God loves you so much if he had a refrigerator, he'd put your picture on. I'm blessed. The Lord hath prepared his throne in the heavens, his kingdom ruleth over all. Bless the Lord, you angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments and hearken unto the voice of his word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye hosts, and ye ministers of his that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works and all the places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. We are blessed. I'm in a congregation that you feel it. I like it when you preach back to me a little bit. I like it when I see the head nods. I like it when I see you getting, uh, uh, that, that, that you're, you're in the same place, that we are blessed. It's, it's deer season. I, I, my deer season, because I go hunt and gun hunt, so my deer season starts September the 15th, and it ends on January the 15th. <coughs> Yesterday was opening day of gun season, yeah, so I sat in the tree stand. It's right in the middle of the best time. We all be in the woods. The deer are moving, and they're going, and I got in the woods. I was determined I was going to sit all day. So I sat in the tree stand for over eight hours yesterday between the squirrels and the deer. I had a lot of time. I had my phone, too. I don't know what I did before, before I had my phone. It was pretty cool. I text more in the tree stand than anywhere else. Everybody probably going, oh, to the tree stand again. I'm starting to get texts. But I, I sat in that tree stand yesterday. Remember, for the last couple of days, this I am blessed has been going through my mind. And I am blessed. It's November. It's Thanksgiving. Some of you and others have done where you take every day and you uh, put on Facebook or social media you know, thankful thing, uh, something you're thankful for. I've had a lot of time to think about that. I'm blessed. I've got an incredible wife. I've got awesome children. I've got a roof over my head, cars to drive. I've got money in the bank. I even have time to hunt fish. I'm blessed. And it's easy to put a list of materials. And don't get me wrong. I'm thankful for them. I'm thankful that God does bless in that way. But in the middle of that <coughs> of thankfulness, the Lord began to direct my mind elsewhere away from material blessings and those, just in case you need help, those ought to be easy to be thankful for. Even in America, and I know there are hard times, I get that, uh, but we're still much, much more blessed even in our, our poorest times most of this world are blessed. We should be thankful. We should have an attitude of gratitude, if you will. So while I can sit in a tree stand or I can think in the quiet moments of my life, I can 
be thankful for the material blessings. I couldn't shake the feeling that being blessed encompasses so much more than just the money, the houses, the cars, and the wealth, and things of that nature. So I began to peruse through the New Testament. What does it mean to be blessed? So I got out a little bit, and there's a bunch of bless, blessing and uh, bless things. You can look in the commentaries. But I found something very interesting. In the New Testament, that's where I spent most of my time. In the New Testament, very rarely, if at all, does the Word of God equate the blessings of God with material things? So let's take the journey. Matthew chapter 5. It's a sermon of the mouth, one of the most incredible sermons that has ever been preached. Jesus opened his mouth and he taught them, saying, Are you, are you watching this? Now what? Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for right, they'll be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. And blessed are the pure in heart, they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, they shall be called the sons of God. And blessed are those that are persecuted for righteousness' sake, they shall the kingdom of heaven. And blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely in my account. Rejoice and be glad, your reward is great in heaven, for they persecute the prophets who are there before you. And I begin to think that's all because even when it sounds good, blessed are the merciful. I'm glad I can be merciful. I feel like I'm a very merciful person. Thank you. <laughs> Let me ask you to throw that little caveat at the end because you Or Matthew chapter 11, he, he, he's just done instructing 12 disciples. He's gone there, he's teaching, preaching. John's in prison. Yeah, John the Baptist, the one that opened it all up, the one that had one of the most incredible revivals that Israel had ever had during that time. And he's in prison. Jesus is out working. John is just feeling a little down. And, and I get it. I'm not, I'm not denying his you know, kind of depression at all. And he's sitting there and he tells his disciples, he says, I can't go see him. But you go make sure that the one that's preaching and doing all these miracles, just I need a little bit of assurance. Is he really the one or should we look for another? And Jesus finds those disciples and he says, you go back and tell John what you're hearing and what you're seeing. Tell him the blind are receiving their sight. Walk, lepers are cleansed. Step here, the dead are raised to life. The poor have good news preached unto them. And then here's this thing. Blessed is the one who is not offended by me. And the understanding is there must have been some offense that was starting to creep up. But he says, blessed. Romans chapter 4 and verse 1. What shall we say was gained by Abraham, our forefather, according to the flesh. If Abraham was justified by works, then he would have something to boast about, but not before God. So what does the scripture say? And the scripture say, Abraham believed God, it was counted to him as righteousness, and now to the one who works, his wages are not counted as a gift, but as his due. And to the one who does not work, but believes in him who justifies the ungodly, his faith 
is counted as righteousness. And David also speaks of the blessing of the one whom God counts as righteousness apart from works. Now watch here, verse 7. Blessed are the one whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man in whom the Lord will not count his sin. And again, the understanding is you were a or James chapter 1, verse 12. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial, for when he stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those that love him. Now, I, I know I can, I can turn this message right around and I can start preaching about the victories and, and those happen, but just take James chapter 1 and say they ever get out of that trial. That's good. How about that? It didn't say, blessed is the man that wins, or blessed is the man that everything works out. It says, no, when you have stood the test, you receive the crown of life. As far as I can tell, the only way that I can ever receive the crown of life uh, is two ways. I'm either going to have to die, or God's going to have to come back. You don't get a crown halfway through your life. You, 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 God doesn't say, you know what? You've done pretty good. Here, have a crown. He doesn't operate like that. He says, I want to see, can you go through your entire life, and at the end of your life, as you lay in that casket, or you stand before judgment day, you can say, I am blessed. Right, right. Then I begin to realize. Blessed. Now, now, someone wrote this. I wish I would come up with it. But someone said that the word blessed here. Translated means to be fully satisfied, and they put this caveat on it. It says it refers to those refers to those receiving the favor of God regardless of the circumstance. So I've been singing the song "I Am Blessed" and looking through the Bible, and then I catch that little phrase that just pops up, and I begin to realize, "Bless even when I don't feel." I think it's been miraculous that going through apostles uh, of life, death, and taxes. But the Bible said it way better and way before Ben Franklin came along. It says that there's two constants in life pleasure and tribulation. Matthew 5 45 says to the, that ye may be the children of your Father which is in heaven, he maketh the sun to rise and the good, and he sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. You're going to have good days. And you're going to have bad days. You're going to have mountaintop experiences. And you're going to slog through the quicksand of the dark mountains. You're going to have the places where you're going to <laughs> And you're going to have the places where you don't think you're ever going to win. But here's what I've learned. The devil might give you pleasure for a season. But you'll have tribulation for a lifetime. But if you'll walk with God, then you'll find out that God may allow you to walk through tribulation for a season. But you'll have pleasure for an eternity. I am blessed. So I understand in Romans chapter 5 and verse 1. Therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. In whom we also have access by faith into the grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only, but we glory in the tribulations, knowing that tribulations work, uh, tribulation work in patience. 
and patience experience and experience hope. And so I can stand here today, 40 years old, having walked the ups and the downs and the dark times and the light times, and I've walked through my, my, my life, and I can tell you I'm blessed even when I didn't feel like it. Woke up, he said, I woke up early. He said, I woke up at four. I 
couldn't sleep. He began to write down his ramblings. I'm going to text him later. It fits so perfectly with what God had been dealing with before. I'll just kind of just, just understand where I'm going right now. I grew up, if I could use that word, old fashioned. I had testimony service. For the most part, it was really good. There was a few but the reason that I do quite often in that scenario. <laughs> I see what y'all post on Facebook, I don't want to hit church. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I love you. <laughs> but have you ever noticed when you're a kid? And I'm 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 pleased, I'm saying this knows when you're a kid, old people see things you want. I remember thinking my grandparents were old as dirt. That's pretty awesome. And then I realized that grandparents that I kind of remember was only like <laughs> For some reason, 50 seemed ancient. Myrtle. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty neat. Is this the one you watched? This guy? Oh, I she says she's a thousand years old. I mean, she lived another years. She lived another years. Grew up with that, and, and, and you would look back, and they they never seem to complain. They would just say, "God's been." I didn't realize it then, but I realize it now. I want to tell every elder in this building, and you can decide to fit in that category. Thank you for teaching me. I'm blessed. When I see your life and I know how long you've lived, and, and if I can look at my life and as short as it is, if you will, and see all of the trials and all of the tribulations and all of the stress and all of the times that I had thought about giving up on God, and then I realize some of you were twice as old as I, and yet you're still here, and you lift up hands, and you lift up voices, and you say, I'm blessed, I'm thankful. Old 
or Psalms 37, 25. I've been young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging bread. I'm blessed. And I've just made up in my mind that if God gives me another 40 years, or maybe even 50 years, maybe if he could give me 55 or 56 more years, and I'm 90-something years old, I'm going to stand every service I can, and I'm going to say, I am blessed. When I wake up in the morning, and when I lay my head to rest, I am So as you stand in this building, I am now going to begin to quote from Brother Scott Phillips, pastor, and I'm going to let you see what he wrote that I thought ended my sermon so perfectly. He said this, he said, there is a virtue that seeps into the bones of the saints as seasons pass and the demand for a new calendar as we retrain ourselves to stop writing 2019 and start learning how to write 2020 and we've lived another day to say God's been faithful to me through sickness and pain, through heartache and shame, through every valley on every mountain and everywhere in between God has been faithful to me. His goodness was not dependent on me. He was good when I was not. He was present when I checked out. He was merciful when I needed it most and it has been written the long suffering of the Lord is our salvation. Life and its results may not always turn out as grand and shiny as you dream. However, in that, in that life that is real, the life that we find ourselves living, there is a bright and shining reality. Ready? God is a real God in the midst of real life. The scripture is never timid in painting our heroes in all of its faded shades of troubles and trials. I begin to think. I begin to crack open this another mountain. And while I see incredible mountaintop experiences, there's a whole lot of sorrows and trials and pain and hurt. <clears throat> But then I realize he's <coughs> in real life. I am blessed. I've said it before, I'll say it. I don't make light of it. I'm not saying this to be funny. I'm saying this because I have been in the homes of those who have lost hope and they had never found the hope of Jesus. I've been in the homes of those where their loved ones were brought down and, and, and suicide claimed them and they sit there trying to figure out what possesses someone to take their own life. I've walked into hopeless places and as I walk out I begin to realize if not for the fact that I knew God your pastor wouldn't stand here today because I have walked through some of the same dark valleys and I've walked through some of the same places where if I wouldn't have had the hope of God, I would have been as all men hopeless and I understand how your mind can tell you take this, do that, shoot this and I could walk myself into eternity because I didn't have hope but now stand 
the years and having lost and having gained and having won and having found myself in losing in the battles, having been healthy and having been sick, I can stand here today and you know, say I am still the Yeah. Or a seed thing. 